You're listening to Good Lad Unscripted with your host. <laughs> Jesse Welcome back. Again. <laughs> yeah, Jesse touched on my buttons. <laughs> on the council here, Jesse comes into our room. But first of all, welcome back to Good Light Unscripted, the podcast. Uh, it's uh, Anna and I going at it again today. But uh, we just sat down to the council. Everything looked okay, and uh, I couldn't hear anything in my in my headphones in the monitor. Right? I'm going, Is this thing working? And yeah, sure enough, Jesse likes to come in here because it's and now Emma does it too. Brightly colored and, and uh, all these buttons, and buttons and sliders and like that, and he comes in here and just moves stuff Whoa, around. What's this? <laughs> so hopefully this is recording. Yes, exactly. <laughs> if not, we're gonna have to go back and do it again. We'll find out. <clears throat> Hello, Terry. Hi, Anna. <laughs> We've had uh, we 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 came to a great epiphany this morning. It's Olympia weekend in Las Vegas, which is really here nor there because we're not going to. <laughs> The yes. event. No, but what but, is different is there's a lot of friends in town. And everybody wants to see us. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we're, we're going to have lots of house guests. Every closet, if we can stand somebody <laughs> up and put a pillow in there, there'll be somebody in it. And yes. <laughs> so it's going to be busy. And what, we, what we've, we've come to realize something about ourselves. We, we typically get along, I think, I would say exceptionally well. Would you agree? You mean you and I? You and I. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, we don't have, our problems are not often our problems. True, yes. Right? <clears throat> and now the reality is, is we have a, a pretty close circle. I mean, we have our kids, right? Which take up 90% Every of breathing <laughs> second of our life, right? Which is awesome. It's awesome. Yes, you know? it is actually. It's but, the best. but there's a flow there, right? Yeah. There's a flow. They're used to things. Everything's done a certain way. There's a routine every morning. You know, we get up. Five o'clock, five thirty, something like that. Yep. Work a little bit, feed the kids, get them out, go to the gym, get that done, get on about <laughs> a day. So anyway, and then we've got our staff that, mm-hmm. that work at Blessed Bodywear, blessedbodywear.com. They and staff we are in there. so blessed because they are great. They are great. I mean, we we don't have to go there if we don't want to, but of course we go into our shop often and yep. and monitor how production is coming. They do all we do all the manufacturing here in Las Vegas for all the Blessed Bodywear clothing. And, uh, and so the people that are shipping the orders and, you know, we go in there to solve problems. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's the same. It's, it's really a very closed group of people. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. In the last couple of months that changed. We didn't realize this until this morning. Yeah. Um, and maybe you want to talk about this morning. Well, this, I, I, I'm going to start saying this has been such an epiphany week for me in, in many different ways. And this morning was a great example. Um, but um, basically this morning what happened is I woke up and I wasn't, um, I didn't follow my protocol, <laughs> my own protocol. You follow the script. And, and we, we come up with, I'll preface it by saying this, sorry to interrupt. But we have to have, because we've got three kids, we've essentially got two businesses, and Mm -hmm. I have a a job on the side that I'm doing as well. And it's just so, like, if we want to talk about anything, we have to schedule meetings. Right. Right? I know sometimes I feel weird uh, when people are like, "Uh, when, you know, when is this going to happen? Is that going to happen? I'm like, well, I'm going to have to talk to Terry probably tomorrow morning. And then I wonder, I'm like... 
do they think that we don't live together yeah. or something? But no, just, we have to do that. We have to schedule yeah. our time. If yeah. we don't, the day just gets away on us. Yeah. And, and uh, so we schedule, we've got to-do lists, everything's prioritized, we work off a calendar, and everything has to be scheduled or yes. stuff doesn't get done. When right. stuff doesn't get done, customers are mad, whatever, on and on and on. So, so that's our life, right? Yes. We, we live by that schedule. Yes. And so this morning you got up and you were off schedule. I was off schedule. No, what I what I did is I have a protocol in the morning is I get myself ready first and then I'll go take care of, you know, everything else. And instead I went on my phone. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, I went on my phone. I can't even remember what I was going to do there. But what I wasn't expecting, and I should have, <laughs> is, you know, a lot of people wanting a lot of things. And none of, none of it is a big deal. It's like some customer service, some questions, um, a whole bunch my family in Brazil because they're coming to visit and, you know, all this stuff. And literally it was like immediate anxiety. So getting hit in the head with a bat. Yeah. Crawling out of bed and getting hit in the head with a bat. And I had not even had my coffee yet, which... Cardinal sin. (laughs) Never look at the phone before coffee. Never phone before coffee. (laughs) N-L-T-P-B-4. And then a coffee cup. That's great. Be sure. Because that's that's me. And so my anxiety started rising. And then I, I needed to talk to you about something. But you were doing something else. Um, obviously, it was something that needed to be taken care of. But while I was waiting for you to get done, the kids, the first one called me. And they and all had they, issues as well. Everybody had issues. <laughs> yeah. It, and they were big issues, yeah. too. Like um, Massive. You know, my fingernail yeah. is hurting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, what was the other one? I, I'm awake, but I'm tired. Yeah. I pee my bed. Yeah, you Jesse know. just wanted to sit there with a blanket on his head all day, <laughs> but I wasn't supposed to go. Right. I have to sit there while he's sitting with the blanket. I hiding. I hiding, yeah. yeah. I, I know where you are, son. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Finally, I lured him out of bed with a car. <laughs> Every time I go change his clothes... <laughs> Going to his room to change clothes, he <laughs> runs into the closet and hides. And I hiding, and then I go there. And he's like, "You found me!" I'm like, yes. <laughs> so anyway, the issues were big. Hide and go seek is his favorite game. Well, yes, he's three. We make it fun. <laughs> but with that said, it really threw me off, and then yeah. I got very edgy. Um, I, like I couldn't enjoy because this thing. And I noticed your edginess. Really? Yeah. Oh, because I hide my feelings so well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I couldn't really get myself turned around because I was, you know, and and so you and I had a talk. We're basically. Ed- well, and then then I was making uh, I was making something in the kitchen. Cook, uh, anyway, and then you started this impromptu business meeting, and I'm like, okay, we've got three kids running around. Their whole world is crashing in around them because somebody's finger hurts, and Jesse can't find his car, and somebody touched Emma's hair, and, yes. right? And, and, of course, the dogs want to pee, and you know, I'm trying to get ready and out the door because we've got to be on schedule, and then Anna wants to have this business meeting. It's like, baby, it's not the time. Right. No, and then what you said, you said something really, really right, and that, um, for once. 
For once, you were right. <laughs> I give you that. How about we say it was helpful? Um, very helpful, which was if you allow the outside world into your world, mm -hmm. first thing, before you have a handle on how your, your day is going to go, it really, it, it really can't set a tone for the day and your whole day is messed up. Yeah. And now you have anxiety and, or you're irritable and you don't even know why. And I had read, I had read something and this was, uh, I do a lot of, study a lot of research stuff, do that every day. It's one of my things. And uh, looking for new breaking stuff about health and fitness and lifestyle and stuff like that. And one of the things that I read is that statistically people that have a tendency and, and men oftentimes, and I think women too, but men predominantly have a tendency to want to read news first thing in the morning. And if mm -hmm. you read news first thing in the morning, uh, you'll have greater than 80% chance of having a bad day. I believe it. Because it sets the tone for the day. Because that, that, it's like putting on a pair of glasses and that's how you see the day. Right. And is that any, and that's why we started talking over lunch, um, is that any different than allowing, like if you wake up and you go straight to Facebook and you have oh. no control over what you're going to read. Especially during an election cycle. Oh my gosh, don't, don't even start with that. Yeah, <laughs> no, but any, any given day, like it could be anything. And, you know, with me is like anything that is a, an injustice or let's say cruelty to animals or to, to children or whatever, it, it puts you in a bad place or it can trigger you and, and like that. And then, and then you're, you, you're not able to enjoy your day. Your well, and I have a theory on that. And I think what it is is, uh, and I do this all the time with models. Mm -hmm. When we talk about getting into character and it's all in your head. Modeling is really something in your head. It's, sure. it's not a physical thing. It's, it's, it's thinking something in as much detail as you can so that you actually feel something. It's acting. And you get, and you, yeah, it's acting, right? And, and, uh, and when I do it, I always use fear as an example. You know, do you have a dog? Yes, you have a dog. Okay, so imagine right now we just got a phone call that little Sparky ran out in the street and got run over by a truck, and he's laying there still breathing, and he's barking and yelping for his mommy, and, but, you know, he's not going to make it long and, and like that. And right away, everybody's like almost in tears, right? Yeah. And what it is is it's not the words because they know it's not true. I just made it up. Right. But they're playing the scenario in their head yeah. at the rate of thousands, tens of thousands of thoughts per second. Yeah. And, and so what happens is, is they manufacture right. something that is so detailed and so, it's so believable that you actually get a physiological response. Right. And that's the thing. Like, like, and this is one of the points that I made is if we're on Facebook listening to somebody's malfunction, we don't know what they're going through. You know, right. they could have caught their something in their zipper that that morning or, and they're just mad at the world or maybe they were looking at the news. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so they just want to pass it on. They want to dump some crap on somebody else. So doing customer service, for instance, yeah. right after your feet hit the floor is... The worst thing you can right, do. Right, because what happens is you're just going through this whole thing, and maybe it's a business thing, and so now you're thinking about, okay, we've got to change our systems, we've got to do this, what the heck did this employee do? You know, right. this woman is a, a bee, you know, da-da-da-da. You know, and, and, and so this whole, like you're, that's just it. It's not just the five words somebody says or the ten words you read. It's what your brain does with that afterwards because the fight continues. Yes. Perhaps all day long. Mm -hmm. And we're just annoyed. It's just an ambient thing. We don't know the source. Right. 
right. were just annoyed and were frustrated. And, and so if you went back and said, what well, was that post first thing in the morning and all the things you imagined about it right. when you were not yet, you didn't have your, your hockey pads on ready well, for the day yet. You right. Know what I mean? And this is interesting because Elaine just went through that this week because she was, yes. she was really uh, anxious about doing somebody's makeup. Now she's like the best makeup artist and mm-hmm. then it's just that somebody told her that this person was very picky and it's somebody very prominent so all week she stressed herself out she even had some she crazy had dreams. dreams about it <laughs> you know and then today she texts and of course like the girl Makeup's was super incredible. sweet Never, the girl yeah. had nothing to say because yeah, it was perfect and- exactly and so that you know is a realization we do put ourselves through it right and um i, I was I was actually talking to her on, I think it was Monday, and I realized that when we internalize things, and it could be, most of the time, it's not from what's happening. Right. It's most, what our brain does with it. Yes. it. I go back to that analogy with the the girl with the dog. I, I just did it this morning with a girl at the gym that yeah. is interested in modeling, and we yeah. talked about it, and I was explaining the difference between posing made for her a dog picture. dog die, too. I did. Oh. Killed her dog. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I, I want to... Explain to her the difference between modeling and posing for a picture. Yeah. And modeling is acting, and you get far better pictures. It's a, it's, it's a believable thing. And, and so I was explaining this to her, and she's almost choked up. She's almost crying, right? right? And that's the point. Now, the thing of it is, is even though I told her, okay, listen, that was just a made-up thing. You know, I'm just trying to illustrate a point. It probably took her five minutes to get past, you know, Sparky getting run over by the truck, by the imaginary truck. Sure. That's what our brain does with things. And yeah. especially when there's conflict or injustice or something that is a trigger for mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. And so my argument is this, is that I want to stay off my phone. Or if I'm going to be on my phone, I, I'll, I fly my little airplanes or play SimCity or whatever it is I'm doing. Yeah. But I just want to avoid any conflict at all in the morning until I've had some time to prepare myself for the day get sorted out, get strong, get ready, get the game face on and go, okay, I'm ready for the day. Now I'll pick up my phone and look at things or right. now we'll have those conversations. But other than that in the morning, it's just, I mean, we God gave us another day. It's here in Vegas. It's sunny and beautiful. It's cooling off now. It's We're down to the double digits. So it's, <laughs> yeah. it's getting chilly now. It's down to yeah. 98, you know? And, uh, and so it's just, there, there's just so many things to be thankful for. And if you spend that time in gratitude, yeah, you know, Instead of loading up your brain with all this stressful stuff, spend your time in gratitude saying thanks for things. Mm-hmm. Thanks, you know, just like we sit down and we, we pray over every meal with our kids, right? Mm-hmm. Now they took their turns. They all want to pray. Yeah. But we right away thank God for the food, but we thank God for each other and for our home and, you know, mm-hmm. the things that people do for us. And we're teaching them gratitude and it's working. It sticks with them throughout the day. Yeah. That should be a lesson of some sort is that whatever gets shoveled into our world sticks with us too. And you can't have it two ways. Like you can't really care about the person that you're living with and married to and having kids with yeah, and not be affected by what they say, what they do, how they feel, their moods. Right. You know what I mean? And so I think we have a responsibility if we're going to look after the family and teach our kids things moving forward so that their life, so they can manage stress better, so they have a healthier, you know, mental outlook and all like that and healthier relationships is... We have to model that ourselves. And I think that's the thing about kids. You know, when I was young and had kids, life was all about me. And these little farts were coming along for the ride, right? right. Well, now that you, you, realize, you see the end game of that, you right. see those kids grow up until they're in their 40s. Yeah. And they're raising their kids. And you look and you say, 
okay, I got a greater responsibility here. At 18, you don't realize that, but at 60, you do. Right. And so what it is, is all of my personal growth in the last two and a half years has been because of these kids. Right. And one of those very, very important things is setting the tone for the day. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. if you're a Christian and you're a believer, there's a, there's a verse in the Bible about putting on the you know, armor of God in Ephesians. And, and that's precisely this is, you know, that's a good thing. If you read that, whether you believe in God or not, you know, just reading Ephesians, that part of Ephesians, mm-hmm. I think it's Ephesians 9, I think it is. Uh, but when you read that, it explains about putting on the armor of God. And that basically that's prepare yourself for the day. Right. Before you step out in the world, be prepared. Right. Because... The bad guys are the people out there don't care. They don't care about you. Right. So they're going to dump whatever they can on them because they just want to get rid of what they got or they want to share what they got or they just want to go out there and hurt somebody. Yep. And you don't know who is like that and who isn't. And so you prepare yourself. And I think we have to take it one step further and understand that we don't just have the freedom to get up and have the bad day we want to have. Right. Because we're affecting three children, two dogs, and and a loved one yes. and everybody's wondering why they got to get out of the way. Right. You know, now that's whether you're loud and screaming and throwing things, which we don't do yeah. or quiet. Where's daddy? You know, yep. where's mommy? Yep. You know what I mean? Absolutely. No, I, I completely agree. And um, um, Be- because this has- morning when we, when you had that issue, yeah. I stopped and I said, okay, Anna, what, what is it that's bothering you? Right. What are the things Everything's wrong. Okay, what's everything? And I think it was three things. Right. Very small management. Yeah, so what do you got to do today? And it was, oh, it was actually four things. Right. And, and then the we tried to repeat them back, and we couldn't remember the fourth one, so we came up with three things that were actually important things. Right. And all of them got taken care of, and yeah. none of them were difficult or overwhelming. or Right. We didn't have to miss out on anything. And that's exactly it. It's, it's perspective. You know, I... I and I agree with you. We had we had a very unusual summer, where we our routine was off. There was a mm-hmm. lot more people into our personal routine. Yes. Um, every other week, was a lot of external influences on our family of, and on sure. ourselves. And traveling, you travel mm-hmm. more than usual, and everything affects the whole family and the dynamics. Um, you know, even there was uh, changes in Jesse's case, and now mm-hmm. he comes and goes like he's here five days a week, and then he's gone two days a week, and that affects him, and affects us, it affects yeah, the girls. We're, we're, we're officially not his foster parents. Yeah, we're any no longer, longer his foster we're parents. We're his babysitters for right. Yeah, yet he's here most of the yeah. time. Um, he's here a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah. And, and to him, he thinks this is still home. He thinks we're still mom and dad. He, he does doesn't not get, get it. it. Yeah. And so that's creating a lot of stress for him, a right. lot of insecurity. And, and so, with all of that, and I'm didn't realize, but I was internalizing all mm-hmm. of that was happening. And then what I did is I was able to do a show to have something that that gave me Your some contest. control. My yeah, my contest. Um, but it doesn't change everything else. So at some point, you know, it was like, okay, I need to get a handle on this. How do I do this? But, but don't and you it's think about that, perspective. I was gonna just going to say, don't you think the show just gave you a different perspective? Because nothing changed. No, it, that, that was exactly it. But when the show was over, I, I had to find a new way to keep my balance. 
you know, the show gave me what balance. Because you you've actually done fairly well. There's a thing for anybody that competes in physique sports, and I think pretty much any sport yeah. uh, or most sports, there's that post-contest depression. Right. Which is very common because you've yes. had all this discipline, this, you know, you're sticking to a diet, you're sticking to your training. That's number one. The whole family gets, you know, readjusts everything to accommodate those things. Right. Everybody's telling you how great you look. Yeah. You do your contest and that all goes away. Right. And then the motivation's not there. And if you need to go to the gym, you know, you'll feel a little bit of guilt sometimes because, well, you know, don't leave Terry with the kids because he's got to do a business plan. And yeah. You know, you know what I mean? Whereas yeah. during the contest, that would never happen. Right. Right. Yes. I'll get up and do the business plan in the middle of the night instead of you missing a workout. And so when that all changes, mm -hmm. that's a big shift, you know? It's kind of like uh, planning a wedding and then the wedding is over and you're like, oh, I'm Wedding's not the center of attention. Make the marriage go, yeah. now what? <laughs> now what? Uh, now it's real life. <laughs> Let's have kids. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, I, I think, and I was talking to a friend today, I had the opportunity to visit with a, a longtime friend and I, I think I was telling her is that this time around, my show was so different. The mm -hmm. reasons why I did it. Um, that's why like competing. I mean, I loved how I looked. I looked, you know, a million times better than from what I started. Was that, was that my leanest ever? No. Was that my best ever? No, I didn't have enough time. But was that the Baby, happiest? you were off for two and a half years. Right. And came then back I and for trained, for, trained for eight weeks. Yeah. And really for a month. And that's what I'm saying. Like, um, but, but, and the placing, like first place, last place. But I wasn't doing for that. I was doing so I would regain a sense of self and actually be able to put things in perspective. You know, um, when the show was over, um, I think that it was easier for me to kind of just stay in that routine um, than it was to prioritize myself during the show because mm -hmm. that was the really hard. So I took a lot from it, and that's probably why I didn't have the post-contest blues, in a sense, right. uh, because... It was it was more comfortable to just be in a new level. The sh getting ready for the show was not comfortable for me. Right. Prioritizing myself was not comfortable for no, me. No, it's you know um, because it's not like you hate being a mom. No, I love it. That's right. it. Right, and yeah. so going away not only from what you feel is your responsibility, but also what you love to do every day. Right. right. You know. Yeah. Exactly. So now I actually feel like I have a really good balance. Yet. I was having a hard time with my, I just had this heavy load on my shoulders and almost like this anger um, towards not really sure what. And it wasn't until I stopped and I, and I realized that really what was upsetting me is that there's so many things in life that are in a state of change mm -hmm. and there's no control. Um, and I was trying so hard to grasp control. But when I realized what was happening, I was able to let it all go. And then you're able to actually enjoy the moment again. Mm -hmm. Enjoy the day again. Enjoy the little things again. You know, it's like Emma today, she came up, she came up at the gym <laughs> crying. And, and I thought something like she got hurt. And she's like... <gasps> Jesse touched my finger and da, 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 like, yeah. <laughs> so 
it was so funny and cute, you right. know? And then, of course, Jesse came out crying because they all need a nap. And he's like, Katie said no to me. <laughs> so everybody's having a crisis at the same time. But literally, it's the cutest thing and it's so laughable. But when you are in like... Level nine. Level nine, you just want to be like, Okay, you guys, can you all get along? Yeah. Like, go, go out there and find a real problem and bring it back. <laughs> okay, right now, get your butt in the van. Is this is this that important? Mm-hmm. And of course, it is for them. But um, I had a good weekend, and this morning, it's it's that easy. It's yeah. that fast that you go back into old habits of allowing the world to and I, and enter I, your. I think, and, and I want to know your opinion on this, but I think a lot of it has to do with. Uh, not clearly understanding um, things like the impact of somebody's words or something you read posted or something somebody might say or a phone call. Again, Elaine the other day, you know, I'm talking to her and she was on one phone call and somebody was just dumping her business problems on her. And then she's off that phone and come back and, and when she's here, she uses our guest room and our guest room is, is also my office. Right? <laughs> and so, and then, and I come back and she's got somebody else on the phone and they've got another catastrophe. Now in neither one of them, yeah, I'm thinking <laughs> like, okay, there's starving people in not even Africa. There's starving right. people in Las Vegas for right. goodness sakes. Really? Is this a problem? Right. You know what I mean? But they just dumped and the whole thing is Elaine knows the problems were petty. Right. But she felt like crap after yeah. she got off the phone. She was just depressed and scattered and annoyed. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and I just said, Elaine, you know what you've been doing for the last hour and a half? Right. Is listen to somebody else's pointless problems. Right. You know what I mean? Yes. And so Going not only is it the problem, because yes. yeah, nobody wants to solve anything. Right. Right. Uh, they just want to mull it around and, you know, just bathe in the drama. And, and the thing of it is, is two issues here. First of all, you know, the, the problem itself and then the fact that that uh, it's it's just such a petty, stupid problem. Right. It's like one of those things where you do this, move on, fix it, move on, fix it, move on. Right. Right. But some people just want to bathe in the problem. Yes. And so I think it's take an inventory of people in your life that are like that, and just say, okay, that person either has to be out of my life, or I got to do a whole lot less of them, or I got to confront them and just say, you know, listen, I can't, I can't yeah. do that anymore. Yeah. You know. So what are you going to do about it? And that's what I do now when people complain about things yeah. to me. Is just, so what are you doing about it? Right. Um, <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> what do you want me to do? Yeah. You know? And, and, and so you don't get as many phone calls. <laughs> but I'm fine you're, with that. You're not as popular? <laughs> no, I just don't get, the phone doesn't ring much. <laughs> no, but it, that but is I just, I, I, I just stop and say, so what are you going to do about it? Right. Um, and that's what you get. Yeah. You know, it's like what you want me to, what do you want me to do? Tell you, tell you what to do and then and you're you not going to do it anyway. And you're still going to go on feed, and right? a month later. It's like, like Elaine will go away from here. She'll go back to Florida with her, with her boyfriend, Darum and, you know, doing her things over there. She'll come back here a month later and the same people are calling her with the same, same it's the same song and dance. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so people like that, I think, you know, when you run into that, I think, I think it's time to flush the toilet. <laughs> You know, wipe up and flush the toilet because right. you don't need that in your life. It's yeah. not moving you forward. So if it's somebody you really care about, got to confront them and say, hey, listen, you need to mod- modify your behavior. And maybe you'd be happier if you did this or this. Right. Uh, if it's somebody that just is on the fringe, it's just, yeah, you know, I'm busy, you know, and, and just move on. And the other thing is, 
is that don't think for a second, if it can be something you read and it upsets you for an hour, you shouldn't be reading that thing. Right. Right? Stay off the news. You know, I've, I've either unfollowed or unfriended a ton of people on Facebook, not because yeah. I dislike them. Yeah. It's just I don't want to wade through that crap every day trying to find something that's actually interesting or, or uplifting. Right. You know what I mean? I just yeah. don't want to, I don't want to hear it. You know, I don't want to hear somebody argue about politics on Facebook. I don't care. Right. You're not going to change anybody's mind. Right. You know what I mean? Yes. Uh, and the other thing is, is in the morning, find the things that you need to do. And how I've done it is I've, I just get up earlier before everybody else does. Mm -hmm. And then I've got usually at least a good 30 minutes to an hour to myself. I do my devotions. I, I have my little, like you said, you've got your routine. Routine, yeah. I've got a routine. So it's just develop that routine that builds you up and prepares you so you feel prepared for the day. Yeah. And then put on, I put on that armor of God he in makes Ephesians. Such I put on that difference. armor and get ready. And okay, it's like you wouldn't, you wouldn't be a hockey goalie and go out there and, and, and start strapping on your pads as they're firing pucks at you. Right. You get prepared in the locker room to come out and play the game. And life That's is the same That's what happens way. to me when I sleep in and the kids wake up. That's that's the feeling. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't have, have my, my hockey pads, pads on. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so, and they know it. Yeah. They know it. Yeah. Like if you're not prepared, but and if I wake up bagged. and I get myself ready and then I do my devotions and I have my coffee... When they wake up, I'm sure that I walk into the room much more pleasant and yeah. happy and in charge. And, and they're like, oh, everything is good. Yeah. But when you're not, they're like, ah. yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully that helps somebody. We, uh, we appreciate you guys listening. We'll be back in another couple of days. We're going to start doing these more often. We said that, I think, a show or two ago. You should just put that in the recording. <laughs> We're going to start doing more of these. Thanks for listening. God bless. We'll be back in a couple of days with another episode of Good Light Unscripted, the podcast.